When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yes, that's right. Hey there, everybody. What's up? It is the CBC Wisdom Hour, episode number 137 for Thursday, May 13th, 2021. I'm Steve Witchell in New Orleans. What's up, everybody? Tony B coming to you from New Jersey. It's happening. Yes. We missed last week because of uh, streaming issues on my art. Yes. Technical difficulties. Yes. So I went and bought an Ethernet cable, and now we should be rock solid. Golden. Golden. Yes. Um, how's it going? <laughs> it's going, it's going good. Very good. We were just talking about tuba prices before we started. Tubas. Yeah. I had no idea that, uh, a tuba cost $14,000 for a mini tuba. Uh, what is a mini tuba? I don't it's even... like It's not like the full blown giant tuba. Like you see a marching band, you know, right. like an upright tuba where you're actually carrying it. And the bell is, I think 36 inches. This is like a uh, 30 inch maybe. And it's a little bit more compact looking. Um, but it was a beautiful looking instrument. I, just, I saw a special on TV about it. But tubas range between like ten and thirty thousand dollars. Wow! Yeah. So the fourteen thousand dollar tuba. Um, the guy who was talking about it was a student at Juilliard, and he had just bought it. You know, as a freshman, saved all his money for however long it took him to save fourteen thousand dollars, and then he went out and bought a tuba. Wow! I, I'm curious what compels somebody to. to want to spend that much money on an instrument and want to have to carry around this big freaking instrument. Well, I guess if you want to be like, you know, an orchestral you know, yeah. musician and that's your, your goal in life and that's your major and you play tuba, you know, it's no different than investing, you know, money in, in, in any instrument, right? Yeah. You can think about like the most expensive bass you can buy or, you know, even drum sets, you know, you can buy a five piece drum set for $10,000, you know, easily. Right. I would stick with the piccolo. In the orchestra. Harmonica. Probably triangle. The cheapest way. Yeah, triangles are good, too. Triangle. That's all by itself. It's its its own category, triangle. It's not even in the... the triangle solo. You ever see that meme? There's a guy who has a, a, a blender, or not a blender, a, a mixer, like one of those handheld mixers, and it's got three little... The thing you would use to beat eggs or 
Okay, like a whistle. Yeah, yeah, like, but and he's got the holding up the triangle. He's looking at this chart of like all these thousands of notes, and he's just holding the the mixer and the, the triangle. The hand blender. He's yeah. excellent. I'm gonna yeah. try that actually after we hang up. Hey man, just be careful, you know, because that could be dangerous. Wear goggles if you're gonna do that. Yeah, definitely shrapnel and shards of chrome could be peeling off that thing. You never know. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing could fall apart and there could be chaos. So, but maybe I have a seven thousand dollar triangle and it's you know custom made and it's not going to do that. You know, maybe it's <laughs> I cheap. wonder. You know, a fifty dollar triangle might shed the chrome, but a real one it's going to be polished. You know, I wonder what the most expensive triangle you can get is. I don't know. I'm sure several hundred dollars for like a real. You think deal that's it? Pro. Yeah, I don't think they're thousands of dollars. I mean. I don't think they come chromatically tuned or anything. A triangles, you know, different sizes give you different pitches, but what if it's made of gold? I don't know how it would sound. Me neither. You know, it's usually made of an alloy of some sort, like an aluminum or um, some kind of secret combination of metals, like a symbol would be made out of. Right. Um, it's worth looking into. So, uh, uh... George, make a note of that, please, <laughs> that we need to investigate triangles. I'm glad George is back. He's I, on I, it. George yeah. is good. Yeah, he's on it. Um, so if you're watching this out there live right now, it'll say live. If it doesn't say live, it's not live. And you're watching the replay. But feel free to comment. It's ask not us live. Questions. It's not live. Correct. Right. Uh, feel free to comment. Ask us questions. Click on that link in the description that allows StreamYard to show your name. That's all it does. It doesn't take your information. Just give me one second. I have to adjust my light over here. Hang on. Which light? Where are you going? Wait a second. This is, you can't do this. This is live. I just was explaining to the audience that this is live, and then the, then he gets up. And now he didn't even hear what I said, right? No, my lighting guy called in sick, so I can't just direct him to do it. I had to go. And I saw no difference in anything you did. That's good. That means it worked. <laughs> that makes no sense. All right, somebody said, hey, hey, live. Um, I don't know who user. you are. It's this Facebook user. You have to let uh, StreamYard show your name by clicking that link in the description. Yes, click away. Yes. Um, so, uh, man, I guess there's a lot to talk about and stuff. But uh, first of all, um, publicly condolences to uh, Karen and you and your whole family for loss of, loss of her father. Yeah, my uh, father-in-law passed away on Tuesday which ironically was one year to the day that um, my best friend, Tom McNeil, bass player I played with for 15 years, had passed away. Oh, wow. Yeah, crazy, right? Yeah, same day. Yeah, mm -hmm. wow. And yeah, even more interesting, Steve, is that my youngest son was born at 5'11", and my oldest son was born at 11'11", and my father-in-law passed away on 5'11", at 11 11 really 11 11 is a lucky yes not the time it's a lucky number so yeah. good he's so, off to paradise he is he is god rest his soul he's now at peace yeah and still here at the same time thank you yeah so, of course um yeah losing uh losing people is uh you know i've lost two drummer friends this year and i talked to matt you, you remember matt um I don't know if you ever met him. It's the singer in Mad Rabbit, which was a cover band I was in in Jersey. Did you ever? So. Yeah, I don't think you ever saw Mad Rabbit. Um, no. But I was playing with them a little bit before I played with you. So I think, yeah, by the time I was playing with you, I think we were done with that. But 
Matt, I've known him for a long time and we talked on the phone last night for, for like two hours and Matt is an incredible singer. He's just, he's, he's, his personality is very upbeat. Let's say he's, 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 he's high strung. And what's he doing uh, now? Is he still singing? He's singing here and there. He was doing wedding bands for a while, but he's not doing much, um, but he's doing, he's been doing some other work. Um, but, uh I'm trying to talk him into coming down here and jamming with me because, you know, we only have so much time here and it's true and, and windows open and close. And, and while this window that I have right now is open where I have a place where I could, where, where people could come down, they could stay with me and I'm working at the best club on bourbon street and I could have people come up and, and sit in and, and you know, sing yeah. or whatever. And I, I, I mean, I'm really lucky and blessed to have that opportunity now because pre COVID I was playing, but I wasn't playing at famous store. Famous store is the room you want to play in on Bourbon street. Oh yeah. And so, you know, it's only been a month and who knows how long it will last. Last time I played there, it lasted about a year. It was a little, little less than a year. So you never know what can happen. So One never I, can tell, Steve, can they? It could be a week. It could be a year, a month. It could be a year. It could, could be, be a day. Years. It could be forever. Um, but I, you know, I want my friends, who, especially my talented musician friends, to be able to experience what I've been lucky enough to experience here just for a little bit, just for a second, you know, for, for a couple songs to get up on stage here with these players and with this vibe and in that room. Um, and just I'd share the joy that I'm feeling with this with with the people that I love. So, um, so I I think I got him. I think I got him to. He didn't commit yet, but I'm gonna I'm gonna nudge him. I'm gonna stay on him every couple of days. I'm gonna send him a text. Uh, did you make your plan yet? Book your flight. You coming down? Let's flight. go. Let's go. He said he's got money. He can do it. Um, so hey man, that's it. There's no excuse. And then my other friend Dominic. Uh, guitar player, amazing guitar player, one of the best guitar players I've ever played with in my life. And Keith, sorry, I, I got to show Keith's comment. Keith says, okay, how about now? That's better. Keith knows who I'm talking about. Keith is a, a musician in Jersey too, singer and guitar player and fantastic talent. And he's been, Keith has been down here in New Orleans and has gotten up and jammed with me. So he can attest to that. But that was at the Swamp. And you jammed with me at the Swamp too. Yes, I did. But we went to Famous Door afterwards and hung out. We did. Okay. Um, that's the room. That's yeah, that, that's the one. It sounds great on stage. It's um it's the it's a great view from the stage. And Key said, yes. Um so uh, so my other friend Dominic is coming down, he's a guitar player, because he was living at Joey's and Joey's the other drummer that passed away. Mm-hmm. And so he's got a split and he was thinking about moving down south. And he said, maybe Austin. And I said, why not consider New Orleans, dude? I mean, you know somebody here, and I can introduce you to lots of people. He wants to do sound, and there's really a lack of really good sound men down here. There's and judging a, from the way the sound men down there operate, they just, you know, they set everything and then they leave. So he, yes. could, tech, he could theoretically be doing sound at a couple of different venues and then go to a third venue and, and sing and be in the band all night. And get paid to do sound elsewhere. Yeah. Well, he plays guitar, so he's when he's singing, but um Okay, so then he can play guitar. Listen, anything can happen to New Orleans, Steve. Maybe he's an aspiring singer and maybe he'll be able to sing when he gets there. Who knows? <laughs> uh 
Uh, probably not, but he definitely wants to do sound too. And he, he's a brilliant musician and, and, um, and I'm I, he's coming down. He didn't, he said within a few weeks, so I'll know that soon. Okay. Um, but the, I mean, the thing I want to emphasize, and I've said this before, but about new Orleans is if you want, if you're a good musician and you want to work for a living, playing music, this is a, a great place to be, especially now, especially with things opening back up because people have left the city. Um, some people have just kind of given up on the whole bourbon street thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you just have to be here and you have to be good. And you have to be cool. You know, that's it. Lots of given, man. You know, no one wants to play with uncool people. Yeah. So I, I, I like that. I have, I have this opportunity to help other people out. Um, so if I can get Dominic some, some work, doing sound or playing that well, well that's huge think about right. that you're offering a, a, almost like a, a experience you, know, you should be like travelocity you should be like you know you, you come down to stew with steve and come experience the life of a musician on bourbon street that's you not know, a bad idea for 9.99 i mean who how can you beat it 999 dollars Yes, and you have to get yourself there to and from, and for nine ninety nine, you'll lodge them for you know a couple of days, and you'll afford them the opportunity to sit in, um, you know, on the stage of the famous tour. That's not a bad idea, actually, for a business idea. That's it. You know, I would just need the building. <laughs> you just tell your band, like, hey, I got, <laughs> I got different musicians coming in for the yeah. next six weeks on rotation <laughs> well I, if they get a percentage of that 999 then they'll be like okay yeah correct but i mean they have to put that to do something to earn that money right i mean they can't just be the band and show up and get paid you know well they're yeah already, they're, they're already getting paid keith was they, in it for, was in for, for 10 for, bucks man who could for 999 that, right? yeah right. $9.99. that's a bar specials you could be like 99 dollars today only in the next five minutes call this number dude we've been doing the Freebird thing because when if somebody shouts Freebird, which pretty much happens every night, I'm sure Freebird's a hundred dollars. It's on sale for a hundred dollars, and <laughs> just funny. about every time we say that, somebody comes up with a hundred bucks and we play it. Really, really, wow. just about every time. Because there's always people in there that have money. But, but is it the hundred dollars <laughs> because you guys don't want to play it? Or it's just the opportunity because it's, it's so, just it's, because it's the joke, you know, it's the play free bird, you know, everybody says that. So we just started. I was saying it's it's a thousand dollars, but it's on sale now for five hundred. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you had any takers on that. But Tracy said it's like normally five hundred, but it's on sale for a hundred. Yeah. And they, you get takers for that for sure. Yeah. Somebody almost and, every and, time. And, and you know, it's funny. I remember playing a gig one time at a yacht club, right, for a fourth of July weekend. Yeah. And we played the gig, and this guy was this woman came up, and she wanted to hear Leonard Skinner. Don't care what song, you know. And, and we would do um, "Sweet Home Alabama," right? And so, you know, Steve didn't want to do it or something, and this guy came up with a hundred dollar bill and handed it to Shuli and said, "Whatever song you're about to play next, you're now going to play "Sweet Home Alabama." Thank you, and walked away. And we. Played it. Of course, you better play it. Same thing. $100 bill. He was an older Southern gentleman, and he was with that woman, and he came up, and no qualms about it. Here's $100, boys. This is what I want to hear. Right. That's awesome. That yeah, that's cool. that happens to us almost almost every night we play. We get somebody that gives us $100. Not necessarily for Skinner, but for something. Sure. Uh, and, and that's why... 
just for looking good and being to the famous door what more could you know what what else is- well that's one of the reasons why the famous door is cool because of the people that come there because of the, its location uh um its proximity to canal street and proximity to other hotels and uh it, you know people tend to towards the end of the night more walk towards that area stumble towards famous door stumble towards yeah uh, uh skip towards and dance toward towards <laughs> Yeah, I think towards the end of the night, they're stumbling and the money is, is freely leaving their pockets for whatever it is they desire to hear. Right. And there's people, you know, New Orleans is a major U.S. city. There's people that come here that are business people, that are people that are come here that are, are very successful in life and have a lot of money and they carry it with them. You know what's <laughs> great about people that have a lot of money, especially when you're playing a party for them or, for, or, they, or if they've hired the band. Like I remember we played a party one time and the guy was like, you have to start at five o'clock. Like my guests are coming between five and five thirty, and it's an earlier party and it was college themed. And he had a, a giant garbage can full of um, grain alcohol punch. And I mean, a, a, a brand new 50, you know, big, hefty garbage can filled to the top like people just walking by with their cups and scooping out and drinking you know so we start playing at five six seven nobody's here yet oh guy just rolls up peels off five hundred dollars just keep going boys okay keep going eight o'clock people start rolling in by nine o'clock it's starting to get going oh boy you're four four hours in now. Here's another five hundred dollars, boys. Just keep on going. <laughs> Did so you take playing. a break at all, or you just kept? Yeah, no, we took we took a break, you know. But okay. like you know, but, the, he, but we were only playing originally from like five to nine. You know what I mean? And, right, and right. He, he just kept ten o'clock, eleven o'clock. <laughs> Here you go, boys. Keep on going. Now Steve's running a marathon the next day. He's running a New York City marathon. So oh, wow. he's like, dude. He's like, I'm not, I don't care if the guy gives us another thousand dollars. Like, this is it. Like, I, I, I'm. I got to go like, like the, after the set, we're done like quarter to 12. Here comes the dude again. <laughs> and all of a sudden, boop, there's a police officer with the flashlight. Okay. That's it. Shut down. No more band. <laughs> so she's oh. like, Bye. What wraps it all up? <laughs> but you know, the guy just kept coming over and just was like, you know, more money, more money, more money. Like, just keep going guys. Just keep playing. People are having a good time now. The party's just getting going. So if the police hadn't come, and Steve didn't have to leave. That could have been like a two or three o'clock in the morning. Right. Uh, exhausted every song that the band knows. And now you're, you know, taking requests and just, you know, muddling your way through them. Or you just know? playing the same songs over again. Yeah. Choice right from it. the first set from five, from five right. or six hours ago. They won't remember. <laughs> there was nobody there. Right. And then the, the highlight of the party, too, is everyone's getting annihilated drunk around 10 o'clock. And they're starting to have like frat boy college like chest pumping and i'm stronger than you and let's <laughs> wrestle and they knocked over the 55 gallon drum of green alcohol punch oh my god onto the guy's patio <laughs> good sound effects oh yeah was, that's what it sounded like wow and thankfully it was the opposite direction of where the band was because it would have flooded the, the oh, band no. area oh yeah it yeah it would have been yeah yeah i've had boards, that happen too yeah. we played a gig one time and the guy had the keg behind the band and it, it was like pitched down to this flat and the, the thing he had it in was leaking and everyone that was getting the beer was like spilling on the ground. And it was like a beer river running right through the, my, my drum set. So at the end of the night, I just rolled up the gig rug and I left it at the curb at the guy's house. I'm like, dude, the garbage man can take this away. Like I'm not putting this in my car. The beer river. Yeah. It was a beer river. That's great. Um, 
Good so, stuff. Good, good times, you know. I'm sure you have no beer rivers flowing in the famous door. Probably not, beyond that. Not that I, I'm aware of. Uh, but, yeah, I can't emphasize enough. I, I'm very fortunate to have this job. I love the band. I love that room. I love everything oh, yeah. about it. That being said, though, last weekend, I, like, I was exhausted, man. It It is exhausting. It is really – you have to I, – I need to get in better shape. So we need to talk about that, get your advice on that. Um because it's, it's on getting in better shape. Oh yeah, and, and just being able to do this because it's it's two hours and fifteen minutes straight, then a half hour break or sometimes a fifteen minute break, and then another two hours and fifteen minutes straight. So four four and a half hours on your feet playing your instrument or yeah, you know, sitting down if you're a drummer. Um, and it's it's by Sunday my whole body was aching. And I was, I considered it like 10 times on Sunday. Like, oh, I got to call Tracy and tell her to get us up for tonight. And uh, yeah, I didn't. I sucked it up and I, I went and it was fine, but it's exhausting. That's good because the physicality of drumming, you know, that this, that's a big thing in, in a lot of drumming forms is like if you're a touring drummer, how do you stay in shape, you know, and how do you endure? to play, you know, that many gigs back to back for, you know, a year straight. And it's, it'll, it, and a lot of these guys are, you know, it's diet and they're stretching or they're doing yoga or they're meditating or they're working out and they're just being limber. And they're just, you know, um, I remember Steve Smith from journey saying, you know, it's a lot different now going on tour with journey when I'm almost 70 than it was when I was in my twenties, you know, where, you just had the energy and the stamina every night. And you were so excited to play and you just went out and did whatever you did. And you're out to eat and drinking and do whatever you want. And no one's to think about exercising, you know, or being healthy, you know, but th for the longevity of it, you know, as you get older, you, you definitely have to take care of yourself. And, you know, the better physical shape you're in, the better you'll play. And I mean, the main thing with drummers is posture. You know, if you sit up straight and play, your windpipe's nice and open, your back is straight. You know, if you, you know, sitting slumped over, you're already at a disadvantage because you're, you're cutting off your, your air intake, you know, and the oxygen is probably the most important thing you need as a drummer. You know? Right. Um, yeah. As I give drummers a lot of credit because it's, if, if you get too tired playing drums, then it's going to show up in your tempo. You're going to start dragging. Mm -hmm. um, and it's also technique. You know what I mean? If you're, you know, if you have good foundation and you're using proper technique, it's effortless to play for hours. You know, you're really not straining and struggling yourself you know, to where it's a burden to where you're physically would be tired, you know? Right. It, it shouldn't be that way. And if you find yourself physically exhausted after playing a gig, then you might want to reevaluate your technique, you know, because maybe you're playing all arms, you know, or maybe you're just, you're not using, you know, the right, the right motion, letting the sticks do the work, you know, so right. there's a lot of other tricks you can use to that too. You can cut down your fatigue by playing with good technique, you know, and, and understanding your volume. You know, you don't need to play at stadium volume if you're in a club. And if you're miked, you know, right. you can, you can be, if you have a good monitor, you know, it's like singing. If you have a crappy monitor, you're going to be yelling. If you have in-ears or a good monitor system, you can actually sing and hear yourself and you don't feel like you're struggling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So there's uh, a lot of factors that go into it, you know? Yeah. That makes a difference. I, I, I'm doing a lot of singing in this band and, um, it's, I, I love it. I love singing, but that's definitely part of what just, 
because I put my whole body is now my whole body is involved. I'm playing bass and I'm breathing, singing, and um, and, and it's great. And there's a there were a couple songs this weekend, and this has happened before, but there were a couple songs this weekend that we got a request for. Nobody in the band knows it, but it's it within my range. Mm-hmm. So Tracy always looks at me. Steve, can you sing this? And I always like, okay, like a song that I've never sung before. And where do you pull the lyrics up from? Does Tracy bring it up on an iPad? Well, that's what I was going to lead to. Um, she brings it up on her phone. And then she'll put it in front of me and I have to like, I'm playing bass and I have to read the lyrics and I also have to get my finger up there and scroll it. It's, <laughs> it's dude, it's, you know, wait that, you know, yeah, and yeah. plus trying to swing a hula hoop around my foot. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I was able, I'm able to do it, but that was, uh, can you get video of that? <laughs> I want to see the hula hoop. Yeah, I'd like to see that. I'll, I'll ask somebody next time to you film know? it. Because full size hula hoop, you'd have to actually skip. You know, you'd have to jump over it as it spins on your foot. So that would be right. interesting to see that. Yeah, it's dangerous. I don't recommend it. To anybody it's try challenging, it at home. not dangerous, Steve. It's just challenging. Well, I'm just saying, don't try this at home. You know, and I ask you to do it with a, a you know a flaming shot in your hand or something. No, but that would make it more exciting, wouldn't it? Definitely would. And maybe juggling. Could you juggle with one hand? Like, could you play the the notes on the neck like I've seen people do and then do a juggling act with one hand, maybe? Maybe. Come on, you know, drummers twirl sticks. They throw them up in the air, catch them and stuff. There's got to be some kind of magic show involved. I could twirl a stick. Theatric, but you're not a drummer. It doesn't really okay. help your cause. Unless you twirl a stick as you're playing bass, that might be pretty cool. Yeah. And then I could use the stick on my bass to play my bass. Yes, like Tony Levin. Excellent. Right. I like that. Um, so I, I, so I, I bought a, uh, and I didn't get it yet. It's supposed to be coming today, a, a, a tablet because my old iPad crapped out on me. It doesn't charge anymore. I don't know why. So I bought a new tablet, like a cheaper one, just a small one that I can use just exclusively for that. For yes. Excellent. So I'm going to load it up with those, the songs that I just did recently that I, I would need the words for. Clips and, on the mic stand, right? Yes. But that's the other thing about this. This is cool. Somebody left a clip there, uh, a phone, a clip for your phone on my mic stand. The, whoever's in the day band left it there, so we used that when Tracy put her, you know, her her phone on that, and it was a good clip. It was a good sturdy one. It's one I had never used before, and I looked at it. I'm like, and I took a picture of it because I wanted to make sure I remember that brand because I'm starting to with CBC. I'm starting to reach out to these the big companies, the big players in. The music industry because now we have over a quarter million followers and and it's going to benefit that audience and also benefit those companies yeah for sure so i'm trying to reach out to as many as i can and uh so i reached out to that company and they're sending me a a free clip for my new tablet i told them what i got i got seven inch tablet and he's going to send me one because i told him i work on bourbon street i also have caravan central and this is a good opportunity for me to use your product and tell my audience about it. Promote it, yeah, and you can say how yeah. great it is. Yeah, and so we worked out an affiliate agree- agreement, um, and I'm going to do that. As soon as I get it, I'm going to use it, and I'm going to do a little video, quick video, filming it of me using it or or of just how it works and pictures and stuff, and then go in and uh, tell the audience about it. I really like the one for the phone, so I hope that the one for the tablet is just as good. So Nice, we'll yeah. 
So that was a, a long way to get to that thing that I wanted <laughs> yeah. to tell you. Hey, but it just goes to show you, you know, the opportunities are out there. Like you said, once you have an established platform, you know, with a bunch of viewers, right. And a good audience that there's, you know, opportunity for you to review products and, and get endorsed by products and, you know, yeah, promote the products and, and actually try them out in, in real world environment and see how they, you know, right. see how they stand up. Right. Donna asked, could I let her know what the clip is? Her eyesight is failing. She needs a tablet. Uh, I will, Donna, just stay tuned to this and to all things Cover Band Central. I don't want to jump the gun here. I want to make sure I get it and get everything all set up properly with this company before I, I go touting it. But I've teased it here. Yes, you've, you've planted the seeds, Steve. Yes. Well, hey, I've got 10 gigs over the summer now, so I'm wow. excited about that. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh. This is pretty cool. Pat said, my friends rigged a PC inside a monitor wedge, and it has a foot switch to scroll through lyrics in giant fonts. It's pretty sick because no one can see the screen from the audience, but the whole band can see the lyrics. That is super cool. That's Pat super slick, Pat. That's that's like very uh, professional. As I yeah. The, the big boys. Pat, your friends should patent that and sell it. Yeah, for sure. Um. Because that's one of the complaints that people have in this industry and in the CBC group is people having tablets on stage, people reading lyrics on stage, people complain yeah. about it. Sometimes it's necessary. Sorry, that's just the reality of it. That the big, big boys use it, and we've talked about that before. Um, but um, I'm excited for that because I really do like singing, and, and I'd like to increase my catalog of songs that I. Um, but let me ask you, if you've sang Probably. a song a hundred times, right? Mm -hmm. Like I might sing 20 songs. I I've never used a tablet. Like if I'm singing the song, I know the lyrics. Like, I've, you know, if you sung the song so many times, I don't know how you wouldn't be able to remember the words. Uh, well, you know, yeah. There's... Not a singer per se, but, you know, if, if that's your craft, you know, I certainly don't have a chart up for 75 songs to play drums. You know what I mean? So... I, you know, I kind of on the fence about that too, to say if it's a request and you don't know it, yeah, I could see you saying no problem. Let me put the tablet up and let me quickly bring up the lyrics. But if it's a song you've sang, like, you know, uh, uh, in your regular set day after day, week after week, like, I just don't understand why you would need the tablet. I, I wouldn't for songs that I've sung over and no, over but, again. But so many people do. I'm just saying, like, I, I just don't understand. Maybe like, you know, I know someone like, you know, if you have hundreds or thousands of songs in your repertoire, of course, you can't remember all of them. But you know what I mean? If you're playing with the same group day in, day out, and you're pretty much playing the same songs in the same set, you know, I just don't, I don't get it sometimes. Yeah, you should know the words. You know, anything I've sung a hundred times, I, I know the words, obviously. I mean, there'll always be the brain fart where you say, what's the first, what's that line again? Like, has it start? You know, yeah. Then, okay, now I remember, right. I have little tricks, though, for songs that I've sung forever that help me to remember they're they're um still like like i sing sweet home alabama all the time um almost every night and sometimes i have to stop and think about what's the next verse but i have a some little reference that i can remember that that lets me know what that next verse is and it's it's hard to explain it but there's just some little click and you've never said sweet home minnesota right no no. Then you're good. You're good. You pass the test. You don't need it. You don't need an iPad, Steve. Send right. the tablet back. All right. So Pat says he's he sang "Come Together" live a thousand times, and he can't sing it without screwing up the order of the verses. 
Hence the computer monitor trick in his right. personal right there. Yeah. The, the way I do this, Pat, and he says it again here, uh, he, he can remember lyrics, but, but the record order, I always think alphabetically. That's how I think. Like whatever the first word of that first of that next verse is, whatever letter it starts with, I relate it to alphabetically to the other verses. It can also be some songs are a story. So there's a sequence to the lyrics telling the story, right? So you know what the, if the sequence of events happens, you know, right? you know, you know where you are. Right. Um, Kryptonite's one I, I have sung probably uh -huh. a thousand times. Um, and the, the second verse, I always remember it because it's one of my favorite verses to sing, like of any song. So I always look forward to coming to that verse. And the beginning of it is always just simple. Uh, you know, that I'm just talking about songs that I've sung a thousand times. I wouldn't need to read the lyrics. But I, I was asked to sing Turn the Page by Bob Seger this weekend. Okay. Yeah. And I could get range-wise, I can get through most of it until the end when Bob Seger kind of goes up there. I don't really hit those notes. Um but I under I knew, you know, I know the structure of the song. I know the rhythm of the lyrics. I just don't really know the words. But as soon as I see it, like I'll know how it goes. Like on a long and distant highway huh? east of Omaha. I'll, like I'll know the, the rhythm of the, the words. Um but I definitely needed the words. There was no way I was doing that without the words. I would have been <laughs> like, could you turn the page? No, it's not. It's not a song I sing. But if I was asked to sing it, yeah, I would need to see the words. I, right. I wouldn't know it offhand like that. Right. Right. So that's why I want to have this for things like that, and and put that and try to add that to my repertoire of, of songs that I know. But the question is, will you have that up on your stand all night? The 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 iPad or the yeah. the yeah, tablet? Yeah, tablet? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to put it. You know, I secure it to that that thing, the clip that I'm getting, and it will be there. So it'll be a part, a fixture of the mic stand, but not right in my face, you know, not where it's, you know, uh, uh, impairing my performing. Or, or <laughs> You don't have an arm that comes out over the top. That's like, right here. You just like look up at it when you need to. That'd be good. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, no, and, just and, down. And, and, and send a picture of that even better, you know, inconspicuous down, just like, just to peek at it. You know, I'm not going to be staring at it. Just or if you had it like right on the stand, you're like this thing, you're like just like that. <laughs> right. That would be good. That's funny. I like that. Um, I need, we need a picture of that for Cover Band Central. This, what not? They would do, love it. What they not would... to do at a gig? I could do a video of that too. That would be funny. You could, but it would have to be live. You couldn't like set it up in your studio and yes, and, I can. Like an impromptu photo shoot, it has to be like live, like in front of people with crowd in the background, so that's authentic. Well, I could do it as it's like a reaction to see people come up and they're like, "Are you a dope?" or or people are like, "That's cool, <laughs> man." That's cool. Yeah, you never know. You know, people think, dude, uh, might be onto something, Steve. You know, maybe. you maybe you could, like wear a hat like you have, and off the front of the brim of the hat, have it flip down. Have a little flip, like your flip phone. So you can just flip it off your visor, and then when you're done, just flip it up. So on the songs, you don't need it. It's just out there. And then when you're ready, you just flip it down. That's another good invention there, Tony. I'm, I'm full of them, man. Right, yeah, I see you writing that down. <laughs> no, uh, no, but Keith said 10 minutes, which, 
10 minutes between songs swiping to find the words. Yeah, that's the that's the thing that sucks it, about that part of it. But here's the thing. Famous Door. <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't want to be doing that. No, no. Famous Door, a lot of the, the standard rules go out the window. Because Famous Door is like people come in there and they stay. You know, they stay all night. Um, so even if you have some dead air between songs, you've made a connection with the crowd, with the songs. And Tracy's fantastic at connecting to the crowd as a front person. And uh, so you so, think it's a little looser and less regimented as far as a structure of, of putting on a show and it's more like a yes. hang. Yes. Yeah. We don't do song, 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 song in, in that. Like we don't even do song, song. We do song, stop, song, stop, uh, you know, every, everyone. And that's, that's perfect for that room. You know, it's, it's just the nature of that room. Yeah, we've talked about that in the past too. You know, you have to dictate your strategy of how you're going to perform based on the room you're playing in or the event or what's expected, you know? Right. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. So, um, and what was the other one? There was uh, 3 a.m. Uh, 3 a.m. by Matchbox 20. And I have sung that before when I was in a band in Jersey. Um, Concrete Donkeys. No, was it? Concrete Donkeys? I think. Or no, it was Sit Ubu Sit. Sit Ubu Sit? Sit Ubu Sit was the name of the, the, the band. And uh, I sang 3 a.m. And I used to have the printed lyrics for that way back then. But then I eventually learned it. And it's been so long, so I didn't remember. Like, I could probably come close to getting through it without the lyrics. But... Um, but I brought those lyrics up to you on the phone and, and sang that. So that's another one I want to put on there and just saying a couple times with reading the lyrics, that'll be my rehearsal, basically playing it at the club and, and learning it to the point where I don't need to look at the words anymore. It has an ambitious goal, Steve. Very good. Hey, no. I can't let my, let my band down. If they ask me to sing a song, American Girl was another one that I needed the words for. And I sang that one too. They ask a lot of me in this band. They wouldn't ask a lot, Steve, if they didn't know that you could deliver, you know? Either that or I'm just the only one on stage. Got to ask big, dude. Got to ask big. Someone was telling me a story that Shaquille O'Neal was in a restaurant by himself. He ordered like a 50 or $60 meal. And at the end of the meal, when the waiter came back, he said to the guy, well, what, what do you want me to tip you? And the guy said, how about four thousand dollars? And Shaq said, "Done," and gave him a four thousand dollar tip on a sixty dollar meal. And he told. And the him, guy was probably like, "I should have asked for more." If, if you don't ask, you won't get. That's Agreed. why he said, he said. That's why I asked you. Now I don't know if he would have said, you know, twenty thousand dollars if he would have given him a twenty thousand dollar tip. He might have been like insulted or rude. But I've also heard that Shaq is notorious for being in a jewelry store and seeing a couple, you know, picking out an engagement ring and telling the guy, put that on my tab. Like when they go to put it on layaway, tell them it's already paid for. That's that's great. And what if he said, so what if the guy said a million dollars? What do you want me to tip you? A million dollars. What do you think he would have said? Don't know. Let me see. I'm going to look up Shaquille O'Neal. if I get the opportunity, I'll ask him. Shaquille O'Neal's net worth, according to Google, is four hundred million dollars. Right. So twenty thousand dollars is like 
$20. Yes. It's like 20 bucks. Seriously. So I would say, yeah, realistically, I would say $100,000 is what I want you to take. And Shaq might have been done. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Who knows, right? $100,000. What a story that would be. Or he might stand up and punch you and say you're, you know, you're, you're a rude a-hole trying to take advantage of my good nature. Um, you know, unless the guy was explaining like I need a kidney and it's going to go towards this, and I, you know, I really need the money for X, Y, and Z. I'm not just asking you to be a, a dick, you know, because I know you have a lot of money and I'm trying to get some. Maybe the guy legit, you know, needs it for something. You know, right? But you know that that guy was kicking himself, saying, "I could ask for more than four thousand." Hey, it's four thousand more than he had when he came to work that day. So you got to look at it that way too. That's true. You know, can never second guess yourself. And where was this? Where? 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 I I don't know what restaurant it was. Hmm. Because that seems like rare that you'd be in a restaurant and Shaquille O'Neal would walk in, unless you're in. Some town where he well, lives. This is or... where he lives. Maybe he lives in, I think he lives in LA. So maybe he's in a place in LA having, you know, maybe that Burger King having a Whopper. <laughs> we are not sponsored by Burger King, by the way. Maybe he's at a fast food establishment eating um, an unhealthy meal. Yes. A generic hamburger. Yes. There you go. We're going to have to bleep that out now. not endorsed by hamburgers either, but you know what I mean. Right. Oh, but I'm going to, I'm going to start out. I'm going to start getting uh, sponsors for this show too. I, I, that's that's yeah. Well, that's part of the deal. So that with the the clip thing, Jimmy, work on the censorship. Okay, you got to be ahead of me on those things. Sorry, he wasn't. He didn't. He wasn't fast enough with the button. Hmm. What happened to George? George is the light guy. He doesn't do. He doesn't do sound. All right. They're all too quiet back there. That's right. Um, get it together, Steve. I don't have that many people uh, working here. All right. Now I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> you were going to say sponsors, endorsements. Yes, yes. endorsements See? for the show. We're going to be sponsored here by uh, uh, companies that are beneficial to you guys in this audience. I'm not going to steer anybody wrong. I'm going to make sure I get some quality stuff to pass along to you. So, no, good no, deals. No adult diapers or um, not yet. Things of that nature, right? Soon, not yet. Okay. Um, Robert, <laughs> you never know, man. Robert Greibel. He said, how's it going? I hope all is well. Everything is well. Everything is excellent. If it was doing any better, there'd be an investigation. Right. So I want to, I played this for you before the, before we started, but I want to. Yes. Your weekly theme songs. Love it. Let's go. Let's see it. I want to play them again. And I want some feedback from the audience. So any, in case anybody doesn't know, I'm doing these Monday through Friday, doing a quick, like 10, 12, 15 minute at the most live video, just like this, but it's just me and picking a, a topic for the day. And I'm doing it at 12 o'clock central, which is 1 PM Eastern time and 10 AM Pacific. And each day has a theme, a literative theme, motivation, Monday, uh, Mo- motivation, Monday, tribute, Tuesday, whatever, Wednesday, throwback Thursday and funky Friday. And uh, I've, me and my buddy Jeff have written music themes for two of them so far. And I made a, a video for with with the graphics, you know, for, for the intro for the the show, just like we have for this show. 
but similar. But I spent very little time on this. If anybody out there is a graphic designer or likes to do things like this, make little quick videos, reach out to me. I'll put up my uh, email, steve at coverbandcentral.com, and let me know. And I don't really have much of a budget. So if anybody wants to just volunteer and do that, feel free. You'll but get I, credit for it on the air. You'll get credit for it. I will promote whatever you want me to promote for you. Um, but these are the ones that I have made. And I'm sure somebody can make better ones. The music we're good with, but it's the graphics. So we do, which one should I play first? I'm going to play Funky Friday first. Funky Friday is the first one we did. And it's 13 seconds long. And this is how it goes. All right, so so tune in tomorrow for Funky Friday. Funky Friday will be tomorrow, twelve yeah. noon uh, Central Time, one p.m. Eastern, ten a.m. Pacific. Uh, but I could probably do better than that, right? With those, just just the the words. Hey, whatever works, you know, it's how much time you have to dedicate to it, right? If it gets the job done, go with it. If you want to spend, you know, five hours of your life creating a better Funky Friday thing that's going to go by in 13 seconds, then have at it. But I guess it's all how much you value your time, Steve. Well, and how much I value the fact that I'm going to be using this over and over again. Yeah, but it can evolve. You can make it better, you know, you can, as you go, it's good to start, get it out there and get going, you know. That's good enough to start, you think? Okay. All right. So then there's Motivation Monday. And uh, this is how this goes. Motivation Monday. Motivation Monday. Motivation Monday. It's motivation time. I really yeah, like that. Yeah, I like the double time kicking it into motivation. Yes. And I did the, all of this in GarageBand. I, I programmed the drums there. And then I, I, I played played the bass, played the actual bass parts, and played keyboard parts. And that one, I was telling you before, there's so many tracks on that. Oh, yeah. So many separate tracks, like vocal tracks and instrument tracks on there. It's loaded. But it's so much fun to playing in GarageBand. Oh, GarageBand is great, especially like on a fly. Like, I, I used to goof. We would use it at work, like, in at lunchtime in the parking lot. You know, like, someone would call and say, like, hey, I need this thing done or whatever. And then, like, leave them a voicemail, but but, but make a jingle. And like you could layer it with like you said like four or five vocals on it, so it's just be like, "Hey, Steve, it's Tony, man, just calling you back." Be like, "Steve, it's Tony, calling you back," and have like like a whole bunch of background music with it. And like on GarageBand, you can do it in like literally five minutes. You know, like you just sit down, put the headphones in, bunch of bunch of tracks. You know, put the the effects on it, and then save it and send it. Nice, Good Keith. Stuff. Keith said it's very Saturday morning. Nice, and that is kind. <laughs> that's kind of the thing I was going for. Not really Saturday morning, but the um. The schoolhouse no, rock, like, yeah, schoolhouse rock, right? Yeah, schoolhouse rock thing. I'm just I... a bill. <laughs> right, right. Yep. And I'm shitting here on Capitol <laughs> Hill. Yep. All those schoolhouse rock. Remember Brian Kirk and the Jerks? They used to uh, when they were the big cover band in Jersey. They used to uh, break all that stuff out in their really? sets. They, yeah, they used to break out all the all those all those songs, and they would do them live. I never saw them from the Saturday morning. Oh yeah, yeah. We played with them at Mother's one time, and they they had a whole spiel shtick going on with all that stuff. Very interesting. Um, Dan asked, "Does this page hook up cover bands with venues?" I sing in a Stones cover band. That's pretty damn fun. Um, no, we don't hook you up with venues. 
Um, but but there's resources that you can connect with venues, right? Yes. If if you're on the page, Dan, uh, and you, you're not in the group, I would suggest you join the group and tell the group your story. Um, tell people what you're looking for because there's people in the group and there's people that follow the page as well that are club owners, that are promoters, that are managers, that are people that know those type of people. So post something in the group, Dan, say uh, what's the name of your band is, put a link to your Facebook page or your website or, or a, a video of you guys and ask for what you want. Just like Tony was saying, dude, that story and, and the advice you gave from that can be applied to so much. Absolutely. It can be applied to anything in life. You know, don't just, you know, hope that you don't have a crappy day, you know, say I'm going to have a best day I've had in a long time. You know, my best days are ahead of me. I'm going to have a great day today. You know, set set the intention and ask for what you want. You know, but ask big, right? Ask don't big. Ask, don't yes. ask for a million followers. Ask for 50 million followers. Why not? You know? No, but like oh, you know, to your point with Dan, it's, uh, you know, Cover Band Central is a great platform with a huge audience. So there's a lot of potential there, you know? Yeah. But we don't specifically, like, I don't specifically say, okay, here, band A, I'm going to place you with Club C. Oh, you know, that's not my, that, I'm not in the business of doing that. I'm in the right. bus business of, of giving you a platform to do that yourself. Yeah. And with the amount of traffic that you have through the site, you know, you have, a, there's huge exposure for the things that people are asking for, or trying to connect with. Right. You know? Yeah. I have no interest in being an agent or being a promoter or any of that stuff. You know, there's people out there that do that better than yeah. I can. So. But Cover Band Central is a great platform to accomplish that. You know, it's yes. a good media outlet. Yeah, it's a great resource. Really, it is the number one uh, page and group on Facebook for musicians. Yep. There isn't. I'm, I'm a member of all, all of them, so there isn't one that's better. Maybe I'm a little biased, but. Well, the numbers speak for themselves, Steve. The numbers speak for themselves. Yes, they, they do. do. They're growing like nuts. So. Um, uh, so, uh, so yeah, like I'm asking for somebody to redesign the, uh, the graphic that I did for that intro if they want to, if somebody wants to, if you if watch that, because, you know, a lot of times you'll see something or, or people will say like, they'll see something and they'll be like, I could do a better job than that. Well, I'm going to say, yes, you can, you can do a better job <laughs> than I do. Please do and submit it to me for my <laughs> use. <laughs> yes. You could do a much better job. I spent like a half yeah. hour on those. Um, the music we spent more time on, and the music is more fun to me. But doing and the, doing the graphic thing, making that little video, that's fun. But you I know just, what, you know what it is too, Steve. Back to Dan's point too, and your point earlier. It's like when you put yourself out there and you use the platform, and then you ask for the great things like that, and, and you you will attract. Like you won't need to go beating down doors and chasing people down to, you know, to, to get a response. Like the, the people will come and find you, you know what I mean? And that's the intention. Like when you say, when you ask for things, you know, don't ask to say, Oh man, I really hope that, you know, I get a gig out of this, you know, like, dude, I hope I, you know, I, I'm, I, I feel like I'm going to get so many gigs out of this that I'm going to be able to choose which ones I want to do. And people are going to become approaching me, you know, about doing the gigs, you know, right. it's usually how it, it works. You know, at least I've seen that experience too, when you're, you're trying your hardest to book gigs and you're exhausting and going through all these avenues. You know, it's seldom do you, you get a couple of gigs out of it. You know what I mean? But when you're in the right 
company of people and you're playing the right places and you have the right exposure, the gigs come and find you. You know, all of a sudden your phone is ringing. People are saying, hey, I wanted your band here. Or, hey, I saw you play with a band. Can you come play with my band? Or can I hire you to come, you know, sit in with my band? You know, or right. can I hire your band to come play a private party? I can't tell you how many times, you know, like when we were in Weisenheimer's, we would be have the website and all the promotion and be on the knot and wedding venues and all the stuff. And you're pushing, 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 pushing and getting very little gigs out of it. But yet, you know, you could play an outdoor gig at, you know, we used to do smoke rise event on 4th of July weekend on the beach and two or three people would come up and be like, dude, I'm having a 50th birthday party next month on this date. Can you guys play? What do you charge? You know? And, and you said a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. We said we charge way more than you can probably afford. And the guy's like, yeah, you don't even know me. Try me. Okay. Ooh, there you go. You know, and we believe, you know, we've had <laughs> all kidding aside. We have people come up and they say, I'm having a 50th birthday party and money is no object. I want you guys to play the band. You know, I want you guys to come play the gig. And you think like, well, what should we charge? You know? And then you can always ask like, well, where are you having the party at? You know? And it's deceiving. Somebody said, I remember we played a party and the woman said, I'm having the party at my house. Okay. But it was $4,000 we charged her for the band, right? Because she came from a referral from somebody else. Didn't blink an eye. Great. You know, this is what I want. I'll send you this, you know, my preferred songs that I want. My husband's going to want this special song and I need this song played. Great. Send it on over. Then you get there. Yeah, it's at their house, but it's like catered, hand-rolled sushi, cigar bar over here with hand-rolled cigars, like, you know, pizza trucks, like big time, you know? And then at the end of the night, honest Scott story, <laughs> you know, we're packing up, breaking down, and everyone's moving to a different part of the house to have a, you know, the, the party's wound down now. It's down to like maybe their, their dozen close friends, and they're they're going at it, and they're drinking and having a great time. And lady comes out, and she says, you know, I, I wanted to give you guys a tip, and I'm really sorry, but I only have $3,900 on me in the cash in the house. But, you know, I, I owe you guys. Thank you so much. Right. You know, it was an $8,000 night. That who would have, you know, not in our wildest dreams expected that or would have even thought that it would have been that, you know? Right. But when people go all out, like you said, if people are millionaires, you know, 10 grand for a band, $30,000 for a, a birthday party to celebrate someone's 50th is like nothing, you know? Right. Just go write the check, get the people here, bring the furniture in, stage everything, bring the people in. And I, I can't tell you how many parties we played over the years that were house parties that were definitely the people spent twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars, you know, having that party. No yeah, doubt. It's great. Chris Yoda said play and sing with passion and get those private parties. I love that. I think yeah. he's repeating what you said. Um but yeah, absolutely. And yeah, let, so, let people see your commitment and your passion to it, right? And that's a, that that is your attractor. That that's right. the attractor right there. So I, I have a little interesting story to tie in, you know, the, the a lot of what we're talking about here. Uh, my first time in New Orleans before, I, you know, long before I moved here, I, it was 2006, I want to say, maybe 2007, around then. First time ever in New Orleans. I just came to visit and I, I there was a guy that I knew that was playing at Famous Door, uh, a guitar player, and he was somebody that I had played with in, in, in a band in Minnesota. And I've told this story before where I went to play in a cover band in Minnesota and he was my initial connection to New Orleans. This guy, his name is Brian. So I came to Famous Door, uh, me and my brother, and to, to 
just see him and say hello and watch his band. And we went to Famous Door and we were we stayed all night. That's we didn't go anywhere else. We stayed in that club all night. Okay. And do you remember I, what band it, was playing? Yeah, it was it was a band called Rockbox, which is has evolved into different members, and I've played with many times now. Um, but I didn't know anybody else in the band at the time that was there. I just knew this one guy, Brian. And during it, fairly early in the night, um, I, you know, he was off stage, and I said, "Hey, man, I, I'd really love to come up and, and jam with you, you know, and, and jam with you guys." And he said, "You know, let me ask the bass player." And the bass player in that band was relatively new. And he got the gig because I turned it down and I, I turned it down. because I was offered that gig because I knew Brian and Brian told the band leader in that band about me. And I was living in Jersey at the time. And, and I said, I, you know, I can't, you know, I live in New Jersey. I can't just right. move to New Orleans and take this gig. And that was the first time I was offered that. And I was offered it a couple more times. Eventually I came down and, and uh, gave it a shot. But so this bass player got this other bass player got that gig. And so he was relatively new in the band when I was visiting. And Brian asked him if I'd get up and play. And the guy said, no, which I would never do ever, 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 ever do. I would never, if somebody wants to come up and play my bass, I will well, always let them. And knowing how bourbon street is, you know, that seems to be the norm. Yes. You know, I think it'd be a little different at a private party or you're performing at an event, you know, where someone comes, oh, my cousin knows how to play bass, dude. Let him get up there and do his thing. And it's like, no, sorry. No, it's not the right venue or the right situation for it, you know. But it seems like on Bourbon Street, that's the norm, right? Yeah. People get up and jam all the time. Yeah. And if you're just some Joe Schmo in a club and nobody knows you, then that's when you're coming up with a couple hundred bu bucks in your hand and you're saying, Hey, I want to come up and play guitar. And you have even, we won't accept it just for the money. You have to really let us know that you have some sort of skill in doing something. Sure. And we've had that happen many times where, you know, a drummer comes up, they, they give us a hundred bucks and say, oh, like, you know, he wants to come up and play and somebody will come up and be terrible. Um, but you know, we're, <laughs> we're good enough. We're good enough to get through the song. I remember a guy coming up saying, you know, my friend is his party, you know, the, the, the host party, my my neighbor, you know, he wants to play drums. Can he come up and play a song? Sure. And I remember the guy comes up, I hand him the sticks, he sits down, and he looks at me, he goes, what do I do? Right. Said, what do you mean what do I do? He's like, I I'm not a drummer, I don't know how to play drums. I said, the first thing you do is give me the sticks back. <laughs> right, before you break out. anything. Right, go back out front, because you're not going to be able to learn play, play drums to a song in the next 35 seconds, you know? Right. It's not going to happen. Right. You know, so I, I mean, it's just interesting to me that the first time I was in New Orleans, I was at the very club I'm playing at now and and loving it and being on the other side. And, yeah. uh, you know, and, uh, you know, it's I, I don't know that when I was there, I wished in particular to have that as a job in that very club. But I'm sure I had that feeling of, of the passion for playing and the love for playing and knowing the vibe of that room and being in there. And, I, I, you know, anytime I, I would go see a band, I always wish I'm on stage. So I'm sure that when I was there, 
I was like, man, I would love to have this job. I probably was looking around the club and telling my brother, man, I would yeah. someday I'm going to get, going to get this job yeah. here in this club. And, and here now me. you have it. Well, look at me now. Look at him now. So that's a perfect way to wrap up the wisdom hour. That is, that is the definition of wisdom right there, brother. No. Uh, CoverBandCentral.com is where you go for all CoverBand Central stuff, including the archive of all of our previous podcasts. And all 136 of them. All 136. And also, these are all streaming on YouTube now, too, and they're archived on YouTube. So subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, uh, sign up for a profile on CoverBandCentral.com for you, your band, or both. It is free. And anybody in the industry can sign up there and get involved and be a part of the party, even if you're just a music fan. Which is, on, which is a perfect thing. And uh, Steve at CoverBandCentral.com. Send me emails and tell me things. Tell me things. And uh, all right. Oh, wait, send me comment. emails and tell me things. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's all I got. Uh, all right, guys. Be good to each other. Be good to yourselves. We'll see you next week. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.